waiting on somebody. minds on him, keep your hearts reaching out to him. Thank you, Jesus. Don't get in a hurry, children. Just reach to him. Come on, just reach to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, Sister Pat. Santa Ruria Larga, Santri, Eco Durananda, Eco Tris, Sati, Ela Maturi, Hayat. Ilabaloro Macuso, eh, Elama, Anti Isusoti, and a Ituri, a Sisia, Ela, hi. Wolombi, she so, Lambda, Ela, no, no, Nibi, Kitty, Alaba, eh, or to Yanani, itu, Susi, eh, La Maturia, La Baye, or Conti, Alaba, Esa, Anti Isusso, Olia, ya, 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 ya. My people, open your ears this year, this, this day. I said before you, this last two weeks, my word has come forth to you, but you've, you've laid back, you've hindered the word to come forth and you've laughed. You've hindered what I was wanting to do in your spirit, man, and in your life. You've drawn back once again. You've been slothful once again to hear what I spoke to you. Some of you have have even went out and spoke evil of the word that's went forth. You've said this cannot be. We've heard this before, but I said before you this day, another open door, a door that will be open unto you. If you will hear what the Spirit would speak to you this day, I've come before you this day. I have brought a sword among thee. And if you heed not my word this day, if you do not heed to this day, you will see death in some of your families. You will see even this last week what happened. It was a warning to some of you. It was a warning to let you know I have come to walk among you. I have come to bring the sword because you have been warned and you have not heed the warning. You have been told but you refuse to heed the call. You have been warned but you refuse to hear the men and women of God as they brought forth the message how long will I linger with you? How long will you halt between two opinions and stay my people? How long will you draw back and say, I will wait and see, but I've come to you this day. I've knocked on some of your hearts today. Even as I looked among you today, I've seen hindrances in your life. I've seen doubt and confusion, but this day I said before you once again, a door only you can open, only you can open, but if you choose not to open this day and come unto me, I will close this door. For once again, I've come before you. I've warned you. I've prepared you, but yet you have not been preparing yourself. You have not been reading the word. You have not got me into your spirit and into your souls. But you've been you've been drawing back. You've withheld me. You've withheld. You've withheld. 
You withhold all that I have given you. I have set before you many times the anointing to release you and bring you forth, but you did not come. You did not come. You did not yield, but this day, this day I give another warning. This is my last warning. This is my last warning to some of you today. Be not slowful, but listen to the warning that's coming out today. I've come before you today to prepare you. But if you do not heed to this warning this day, shortly you will see, you will see, and you will cry out. You will call and you will cry out, but there will be no help for you. Because when I have spent sin this word like this this day, and when you do not heed to it, you will see the sword has come against you. Be careful, my people. Choose the right direction today. Be careful. I've come to you and I've showed you the love. I've showed you. I've showed you. Let you feel the love that I have for my people. Why do you halt between two opinions this day? Why do you draw back from me? I come to love you. I come to show you my mercy. But yet some of you said in this audience today, and you will not yield to my anointing. You will not yield to the presence of my anointing that's among you this day. I plead unto you once again. I call to you once again. Come unto me. Come unto me. While the door is open, while the door is open, hallelujah. People, this is a serious service. You don't know how serious it is. You don't know. You don't know. I was you today. If you got any bitterness in your heart, if you got anything against anybody before you leave this service today, please don't leave. Please don't leave. Before I turn it over to Brother John, I'm going to ask you to do one thing. I want everybody to just raise your hands right now. And if you know somebody that needs prayer, if you know somebody right now, we reach out to him right now. Just close your eyes and just reach out and say, Lord, I petition you for him today. I just petition you, Lord, today, Lord. Oh, God, I petition you. They may not be here and they may be here, but I'm just telling you, petition the Lord for him today. Because there's somebody, somebody's fixing to lose their life if they don't get all of God. Oh, God. 
made me say it's such a bad judge trying to scare me. I would never do that. But if that's what it takes to keep you from dying, go to hell. I will get down and I will get on my knees and I will grab at your feet and I will, I will petition you for your soul. I will petition the Lord for your soul. I don't want to see nobody dying, go to hell. I don't want to see nobody missing today, people. I'm telling you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So when you reach it for it, they may not even be here in the service today, but you better reach out for it. Reach out for them right now. Hallelujah, one more minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus, Lord, I believe your word, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for your warning, Lord, and I thank you for your anointing, Lord, in this place today, Lord. Lord, help us to be sensitive to your presence, Lord. Lord, don't let us get ahead of you, but Lord, help us to be sensitive and wait on you for the working of your spirit, Lord. The manifestation of you today in this place, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We turn around and take somebody's hand and say, you better obey the Lord today. Obey the Lord today. We do that. Go in agreement with somebody and say, I'm just telling you, obey the Lord today before you leave out of this service. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Keep your hearts and your minds on Him. Spirit of the Lord's in this place in a great way. And I'm not going to get in one bit of hurry. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord's in this place. Hallelujah. And he's reaching to keep somebody from messing up. Lord's reaching for souls today. Lord's reaching for souls today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, just let the Spirit work. Just let Him work. Let Him work. Hallelujah. Let Him work. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Spirabahatarahataha. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. If you've ever let God deal with your heart, you need to let God deal with your heart today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, Holy Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Keep your hearts on him. Keep your hearts on him. Thank you, Lord. Keep your hearts on him, children. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just wait, children. Just wait. Just reach. Just wait and reach for the Spirit of God to have its way. Just wait and reach for the Spirit of God. Just let the Spirit of God have its way today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister Kathy, I want you to come up here. Hallelujah. Give me a microphone. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're the one that had the vision about the wolf or the dream or whatever it was. 
become people. Last Saturday night, I came back up to the church to pray. And I could see a wolf slinking in. And he was really low, hunched way down, going in and out among the chairs. Looking to see who he could pull out of this body. And as I was praying, Pastor, I didn't want to be out of order. But the Spirit of God was so speaking to me that people are about to walk through those doors. And when they do, the doors are going to shut. And they're not going to be opened again for them. There's people that's left out of the will of God. There are people that are thinking about leaving out of the will of God. The word that's coming from this pulpit is hard. And it scratches and it rubs the flesh. But it is the pure, unadulterated word of God. And if it scratches your flesh, then you need to examine yourself. And you can look at me and say, that's easy for you to say. It doesn't rub you, but you don't know what rubs me. You don't know how many times. I go to God about the word that's preached here and he corrects me. We must listen to correction. We must receive it because he's telling us today that if you walk through those doors defying his will, you'll not walk back in again. Doesn't mean necessarily you'll go to hell, but you will miss the divine will of God for your life. What he wants to work in you and through you for the kingdom of God. He's not playing church he's not playing with any of us this is for real this is for keeps examine yourself see if there be anything in you that is against the will of God and deal with it swallow your pride cast it aside and go to God with it he will correct you in love it won't be with criticism or with condemnation but he will correct you with love and you will be restored oh to him hallelujah but do not let the enemy come through those doors and grab you by the feet and pull you out of God's will stay in the will of God this is for real Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I felt such a warning in my spirit these last few days. Such a troubling in my soul, and I'm going to get into this word. And this is why I was praying so hard this morning for God to give people an ear to hear. I'll be the first one to tell you. I'm getting an echo off something. I'll be the first one to tell you, yes, the word sometimes out of this pulpit's hard and it's straight, but I'm fighting for your souls. As I preach this word today, if you will listen, see, a lot of you, you can't see where we are spiritually. You can't see what the enemy's wanting to do to you. That's my job. That's why God put me here. If I couldn't see and understand any more than what you could, I don't need to be here. You say, well, I'm older than you are in the Lord. I got, well, you might be, but God put me here. 
And because of this calling, God reveals things to me that he don't let you see. And you need to listen. You need to listen. Because this whole camp meeting, some of you didn't see that you needed to be here. But this whole camp meeting has been a warning. It's been a warning. Every minister that come in here that didn't even hear the other ministers speak, they come in here and they spoke. Did God give us great services? Yeah. Did God edify us? Yes. But God also warned us. God also warned us. We're headed for spiritual trouble and we're headed for natural trouble. And I'm going to get into this word today. I want you to go ahead and open your Bibles to Matthew 7. That's where I'm going to begin. And all I can say, if you don't want to hear me and you don't want to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say out of me, and I can't help you, there's no hard feelings in my heart. But you don't need to sit here and listen to me if, if you don't feel like I can help you. If you don't feel like God has put you here, you don't need to sit here and listen to me. And you especially don't need to go out of this door and criticize what comes out of this pulpit. Because you are walking on dangerous ground. You are walking on dangerous ground. Because, see, you're not picking on Brother Matter's flesh. Some of you come in here and you hear me and you come in here and you think that your fight's with me. When you're in this sanctuary and you got a wrong spirit, your fight ain't with me. Your fight is with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And that's what you better realize. You're not picking on a man. You are in opposition to what the Spirit of God's speaking. Out there in the natural, that's a different thing. In here, you better watch your thoughts. You better watch your words. You better watch your judgments. You better be careful. You better be careful. Because you can cross the line with the Spirit of God. There is a place you can cross over the line. And I don't want anybody to miss what God has for their life. But God put me here because it takes a certain amount of hardness to deal with people's spirits and rebellion in their flesh. It takes a certain amount of hardness to have to deal with those kind of things. And I guess it's just your hard luck God give you to me. But I love you and I'll fight for you till my last breath. But I won't put up with no junk. I will not tolerate any junk. I won't do it. I'm fixing to show you by this word. The Lord won't either. From Matthew the 7th chapter. And I'm going to verse 13. Y'all there with me? Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. But straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Now these two scriptures right here ain't talking about heaven and hell. These two scriptures right here are talking about the kingdom of God. Some of y'all can't, you, you've never seen the kingdom in the word. But these two scriptures right here ain't talking about you losing your soul or you losing your salvation. These two scriptures right here are talking about finding the kingdom. They're talking about finding the kingdom. 
Straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads into the kingdom of God. All you want is salvation. You get on your knees and repent and ask Jesus to forgive your sins. You are, you are technically, according to you're saved. You confess Christ your Savior. You are saved. That don't mean you found the kingdom. That don't mean you found eternal life. No, it doesn't. And I know I, I, well, I can see the puzzled look on some of y'all's face. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Can't help it. Straight is the gate. And narrows the way that leads to life. That leads you into the kingdom. That leads you into the will of God for your life. Straight is that gate. That way is very narrow. It's very narrow. You're going to have to walk a straight and narrow way. You're going to have to follow a holy gospel. To get into the kingdom. You hear me? Salvation ain't hard to get. The kingdom's hard. The kingdom's hard. Because there's so many people are not going to do what it takes to possess the kingdom of God. You can receive salvation. You can die and go to heaven. But you can miss the kingdom. You can miss the kingdom. There's people fixing to miss the kingdom. There's people fixing to miss the kingdom. They're going to miss the kingdom. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Fixing to miss the kingdom. The Lord's warned us all through camp meeting. There's fixing to be a greater separation. There's fixing to be a greater separation. God's fixing to do another shaking. You hear me? There's a shaking coming. I'm talking about something you ain't never seen. There's a shaking coming. I'm fixing to show you by this word. The Lord began to deal with me late last night and began to deal with me this morning. Brother Michael, there's an anointing coming that's so close to the truth. It's a false anointing. It's a false spirit. It's a lie. It's a seducing, it's a deceiving spirit. It's going to be so close to the truth. And if you ain't in a real dedication and a relationship with God, and you ain't seeking God in prayer and fasting, and you ain't keeping your ground and your spirit broke up, you fix and go the wrong way. You fix and go the wrong way. So you don't know what I'm talking about. You hide and watch. The devil knows that the greatest outpouring of the Holy Ghost that has been given since the day of Pentecost is getting ready to be brought on the scene. What's he going to do before it happens? Come with a counterfeit. He's going to come with a counterfeit. And if you ain't in prayer, I'm talking about real prayer. I ain't talking about this getting down and praying like you pray every day. Going through a form. I'm talking about the Spirit of God ain't talking to you. You ain't getting in prayer and the Holy Ghost ain't taking you over. I ain't talking about talking in tongues. Some of y'all think just because you get out and pray and you run through a few words in tongues, you're praying in the Spirit. No, you ain't. Till the Spirit of God takes control of you and you lose control of yourself, you ain't praying in the Spirit. No, you're not. And there's so many of God's people, their prayer life is almost non-existent. Even after the way God moved in that camp, what God done in here last Sunday, 
People went out of here with criticism in their hearts. Y'all be ashamed of yourself. Last Sunday service was for the ministers. It was for the sons of Levi to bring them into a place that they can get positioned to start working for God. That's what that service was for. It wasn't for me to lay hands on everybody. It was for the ministers, the active ministers, for God to bring them into a greater hunger and a greater depth and for God to let something get in their heart that's going to start purging them to a deeper dedication in the Lord, get things out of their life that's hindered them. That's what that service last week was for. It wasn't for everybody just to feel the touch of God's hand. If you got upset with me, I'm sorry. You're going to have to pray through over it. But I was being led by the Spirit of God last week. And when God speaks something to me, I can't, they're, they're, you can't include everybody sometimes. Because what God speaks ain't for everybody sometimes. You'll pay attention to this word today. I'm going to the next verse. And I'm going to try my best to explain what God showed me this morning. Verse 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly they are revenant wolves. Beware of what? False prophets. For they come to you how? Sheep's clothing. They come to you righteous. They come to you as one of God's own. They come to you disguised as a minister of righteousness. What did God warn us in the camp meeting? That if the darkness that's in you or the light that's in you be darkness. Is that what not God warned us? You can have an understanding of that to a point, but that light can be darkness because it ain't been revealed to you right. That light can be darkness. And if the light that in thee be darkness, what did the word say? How great is the darkness. Oh, Brother Nutter, you just think you know so much. I know what God's revealed to me. I know what God's revealed to me. I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to take you somewhere. Got to find my scripture. I didn't get a chance to go to go to 1 Samuel, the 18th chapter. Man, it's either hot in here or I'm burning under the fire of the Holy Ghost. Whew, man. Brother Thomas Quentin texted me last night and he told me, he said, my God, we had a service. He said at Victory Hollow. He said, it's just like you prophesied. He said, I stepped out there and he said, the fire of the Holy Ghost hit me. And he said, I didn't know what to do with myself. He said, God absolutely, absolutely consumed me. And they would be here today, but he's ministering in a church up there for a minister that's out of town. I'm in 1 Samuel 18. Are y'all there with me? Verse 10, when you get there, say amen. 
Y'all pay attention to this. It came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul and he prophesied. Y'all see this? It came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul and he prophesied in the midst of the house. David played with his hand as at other times. There was a javelin in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the javelin for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. Here was a man chosen of God, anointed of God, that the Spirit of the Lord left him and an evil spirit from God took him over. And while under the presence of that evil spirit, he prophesied and then turned and tried to kill God's anointed. Any bells going off in your heads? You know what God showed me? As far as I can recollect in the scripture, Saul is the first man chosen and anointed of God that a spirit took him over and he prophesied the wrong thing, acted in the wrong way and died a transgressor. He's the first person I remember reading about that that God chose and anointed and raised him up. You listening to me? 124 times in the Bible, the Bible speaks about prophets or prophesying or prophecy. 124 times. It's all through the Old Testament. But Saul is the first one that I ever remember prophesying by an evil spirit, one that God had chosen, God had anointed. I'm not telling you I'm 100% right. I didn't have time to check it out. But he's the first one I remember that an evil spirit from God took him over. Ain't gonna happen to me. Can. Can! You ain't immune. God chose him. Sent the prophet of God Samuel to him. Anointed him. Raised him up. But then an evil spirit. You know why? He got lifted up in his own heart. Quit following God. Quit following God. Wouldn't do things his own way. Wouldn't listen to instruction. Wouldn't pay attention to the man of God. God put in his life to lead him. Need nobody to lead me. I can fear God for myself. What do y'all think God's got the church for? What do y'all think God raised these ministries up for? What does the Bible say about the fivefold ministry? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. For the completion, the maturing of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying. 
the teaching of the body of Christ. That's what the fivefold ministry is for. But I'm going to tell y'all one thing: the junk we've had, the fivefold ministry God's bringing forth, people's lives are going to be clean. You ain't going to have preachers out here done divorced and married three or four times, committed adultery another half dozen times, lived in uncleanness and ungodliness, and stand up claiming. No. There's many people God put a call on their life. There's many people that could have possessed a calling and walked in the anointing God put them under, but they misused it. When you misuse the call, does God pull it off of you? No, sir. But he'll hold you accountable for what you've done. He'll hold you accountable. You hear me? God will hold you accountable. That office belongs to you. God put it in your life. You better guard it. You better walk clean. You can fall out with me if you want to. I'm going to tell you, spirit, I'm in today. Don't mess with this. You hear me? The Lord showed me a spirit of deception going to begin to move among God's people just like Sister Kathy saw, slinking low under the radar. See, here's the thing. I'm fixing to show you by the word. Y'all remember when I preached about the Holy Ghost and how we needed a, a, a greater depth of the Holy Ghost? Y'all remember that? And I stood right here and told you, because you have received a measure of the Holy Ghost, what I am preaching, you're going to tell yourself, I got it. I don't need what Brother Matter's preaching. Is that not what I said? When you think you got something, you ain't going to seek for it. You think you got all there is to get? I don't think so. We got an earnest. We got a measure. That's what the Bible teaches us. That's all we got. We got a measure, brother. We got down payment. About maybe 5 or 10%. That's all we got. That's all we got. God poured something out in here last week. Monday night, God poured something out in here. Last Sunday, God poured something out in here. I mean, heavenly and holy. Someone down in people last week. That word and that spirit went down in people. People's lives was changed. God visited people, something come on people. But at the same time, God was warning, I'm fixing to bring a separation. Did he not? I'm fixing to bring a separation. I'm fixing to bring a separation. Y'all stay with me. Let me see where I want to go with this. Mark 13. Y'all there with me? Verse 21. Then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, there, he is there, believe him not. For false Christ, and false prophets shall arise 
and shall show signs and wonders to seduce. You know what the word seduce means here in the scripture? It means it'll get you off track. It'll cause you to err. A seducing, deceiving spirit causes you to err. Y'all remember when I preached the word and I stood here and pointed my feet toward the door and I turned them just a little bit. And I told y'all last week, you seeking the truth, you might err a little bit. But as long as your heart's hungry and you really pray and seek God and desire, God's going to bring you back online. But see, the further you go off course, the worse it gets. You got to let God correct you. You got to let the Spirit of God give you a course correction. And the Spirit that's in this generation, they don't want correction. They don't want nobody to tell them they're messing up. Rebellion. That's all it is. Rebellion in your flesh. That's all it is. Your flesh wants to do one thing. Spirit of God wants to do another. Y'all butt heads. Sorry, that's rebellion. When Spirit of God's dealing with you about doing one thing and your flesh is determined it's going to do something another way, all it is is the flesh and the Spirit contrary one to the other. It's right there in Galatians. It's right there in Romans. But see, y'all don't see that as rebellion, but that's what that's what Paul's saying. That's rebellion. You're rebelling against what the Spirit wants, so your flesh and the Spirit of God working in you, they're contrary one to the other. One wants to go one way, one wants to go the other. But here's where the devil's going to get you. Y'all listen to me. Because you think you can recognize a false anointing. You think you can recognize a false spirit. The devil's going to get you. Because it's going to come as a minister of righteousness. It may come as somebody that had a great anointing and call in their life in years past. But as they come down through the years, they erred. Ooh. Who was it? Brother Cromer that dealt with Alexander Dowie. Alexander Dowie was a great man of God when he started out. The word of the Lord was in him. Had great deliverance, great miracles. You read about him? Anybody else read about Alexander Dowie? You read about him, Brother Michael? You read about him? But a lying spirit started talking to him. He got fully convinced he was Elijah. He got fully convinced he was Elijah. And because the people that had been with him had heard the word and seen the great deliverance and great miracles in his life, when he started confessing to be Elijah, they stayed with him. Somebody errs from the word, you can't stay with them. You can't stay with them. Y'all still ain't hearing me. Devil ain't going to jump out here with a tail, two horns and a pitchfork. And holler, boo, I'm the devil. He's going to come to you as a minister of righteousness. He's going to come to somebody that can, yea, the Lord would say unto thee, yea. Oh, yeah. 
He's going to be toting that Bible, preaching that word. You hear me? Are you listening to me? Many going to come in my name, saying I'm anointed of God. I'm a prophet of God. Many false Christs, false anointings, false prophets, false spirits. Y'all listening to me? And see, what you don't realize, they're already here. The forerunner of what I'm preaching is already here. It's already here. I'm fixing, I'm fixing to rattle some of his cage. I'm fixing to rattle some of his cage. Because I know what the Lord told me this morning. You call me arrogant, you call me cocky, you call me anything you want to. God speaks to me, I know what I'm doing. God speaks to me and I guarantee you, I'll step on your toes. Do I enjoy it? No. But I'd rather step on your toes and see you lose your soul. I'd rather hurt your feelings, make you mad, you can pray through over that if you will. But you can't pray through over losing your soul. You can't pray through over losing your soul. God put me here for a reason. I'm like that crossing bar to railroad track <laughs> that comes down, the red light flashes. You sitting there impatient? I got a ministry. I want to do something for God. Them crossbars are down, them lights are flashing, that bell's going ding, 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 ding. Right down the track. Woo! You're sitting there. One, one, one. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Hurry up. One, one, one. I don't need to listen to that warning. Impatient, headstrong, stubborn, self-willed. We're quiet in here today. What am I trying to do? Spare you. Spare you. Spare you. They won't let me do nothing. Spirit of God tells me you're ready. I'll more than gladly call every preacher I know and open doors for you. You believe I got your best interest at heart? You believe I got your best interest at heart in the ministry? You believe that? You believe I got your best interest at heart, Sister Kathy? You people that are called of God in here, anointed of God. Young man, you believe I got your best interest at heart? No doubt at all. And I'm not going to put you in a place the devil can mess you up because of any experience. What did I tell you when you called me and told me you was going to go someplace and preach? Did I not warn you? Did it not cause you to change your mind? Brother, you don't want me to preach. 
Now, I don't want the devil to get you and mess you up. Lord told me back in the 70s when I was on fire, fasting and praying all the time, seeking God. He warned me, Sister Wanda. I had doors start opening on the mission field. I had a half a dozen people ask me to go to Haiti. And the Lord said, don't you go to Haiti lest I send you. He said, you do not know the power of witchcraft and voodoo that's in that nation. Almost every minister that's ever gone to Haiti has come back and shipwrecked. I can name them by the dozens. Almost every one of them I've ever known. Look what kind of warfare you went through after you come back from Haiti. The devil almost destroyed you, did he not? And you did not even know that spirit latched onto you down there. But you better thank God he put you under this word. Lord told me, he said, you don't go down there and mess with them powers unless I send you. Africa's full of it. Full of witchcraft, full of voodoo, full of spirits and powers you don't have no experience with. Y'all listening to me? I'm trying to warn you. There's something coming. And it's going to slip up on you. Y'all listen to what I'm telling you. I grew up with Oral Roberts. Immense respect for that man. Immense. Was in his meetings. Watched him pray for a young boy last night with polio. One leg smaller than the other. One whole side of his body smaller than the other. The boy's leg was this much too short. Six, eight inches. He asked that mama to unbuckle that brace. Old Robert sat down, took that boy by the leg. I watched that leg grow in Brother Robert's hand. I ain't talking about no inch, inch. I'm talking about six to eight inches. That leg just grew out there. And then that whole side of his body that was smaller started filling out. That impacted my life. But what the Lord told me this morning, he said, the further a man goes in the ministry, the longer he lives, the greater his chances of being deceived. The deeper they go in the Word, the longer they live, the greater the chances they can be deceived. What happened to the man? Quit praying, quit seeking God. You can tell, you can, you can watch his videos in the 50s, mid-50s. You can feel a powerful anointing. You get up into the early 60s, can't feel nothing. You know why? You quit praying. How's your prayer life? Examine yourself. This only thing's going to stand between you and deception is your relationship with God. This is what the Lord showed me this morning. The man got off track in the 60s. Joined up with a church that denied the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. And then when he got into the 90s in his latter years, who did he start endorsing? Who did he start endorsing? Somebody just said it. No, he started endorsing Benny Hinn. Started endorsing Benny Hinn. If there has ever been somebody that is false, Benny Hinn is false. Woo! Buddy, I felt that and snapped back like a boomerang. It's all right. 
You know why I know? Something in here, when I see the man, nauseates me. Nauseates me. I can't watch him for a second. I can't watch him. Somebody nauseates me. Y'all listen to me. These preachers that are out there right now that are appealing to people's flesh, everything with them is prosperity. Let me tell you something. You get 15,000, 20,000 people together that love God and believe God, that are reaching for faith and miracles, you're going to have something happen. That don't mean the preacher's right. God's going to honor their faith to a certain degree. That don't mean the preacher's right. I'm trying, I'm trying to warn you. And what the Lord told me about these preachers right now that are out there, He said they are the forerunners of this seducing, deceiving, antichrist spirit. And He said as you watch them and you become a partaker of what they're doing, He said a seed is getting planted in your heart. Oh, I can tell you, I don't like your pastor today. It's what the Lord showed me this morning. He said, a seed is being planted in your heart. Why? Because they're not of the truth. Brother Mary, you're just trying to control everybody. No, I just don't want you to bust tail wide open. I don't want you to get under a false spirit, a false anointing, and let the devil shipwreck you. I'm going to tell you, when the curtain comes off this ministry that's out there right now, I'm talking about all of them, y'all going to find the adultery, the fornication, the perversion, the evil, God, the mess and the filth God's fixing to reveal on these big preachers. It's going to shake you to your core. It's going to shake you to your core. If they was having the revivals and the move of God that they claim to be having with 10 and 15 and 20,000 people, this nation would be in a great spiritual awakening, and it's not. It's not. Many shall come in my name. I'm anointed. Is that what the Word says? How are we going to come as ministers of righteousness? Brother Matter, you got me now, but I won't be back. Don't wait. Sorry. My little children, Paul said, I try to warn you. I try to warn you. People get mad at me when I talk about these preachers that's got out here and committed adultery and been divorced four or five times and remarried and they still in the pulpit preaching like nothing happened. I ain't got no confidence in them. That separates me and you. So be it. You think you're the only preacher preaching the truth. No, I'm preaching the only truth that can be preached. We just had seven, eight preachers in here preaching the same thing. So I don't think I'm the only one. If I did, they wouldn't have been here.
Acts 20th chapter. I don't know if I told you or not. Any of y'all ever sang that song, I'll Fly Away? Y'all better hurry up. <laughs> so why are you preaching this? God warned me. God warned me. Because that great visitation that come in that stirred some of y'all's hearts right down to the very bottom of your souls, God is preparing to do something great in your lives and the enemy's going to come slinking in. He's not just going to come in and hit you, Brother Harlan. He's going to slip in on you subtly. Subtly. He's going to slip up on you. Like a brother in the Lord. Like a minister of the gospel. Some of y'all ain't going to like me for this one. I had the projector working. I'd pull it up on my laptop and I'd show it to you. Somebody either sent me a link to a, a ministry. I get this stuff all the time. I hope, Brother Metter, you need to watch this. And, Brother Metter, you need to go to there. You need to go there. You need to go to this website. You need to hear this. And I get stuff sent to me all the time of preachers preaching, prophesying, people praising God. Oh, Lord Jesus. I just finally told the Lord I ain't got time. But I, I got one the other day, one I never heard of. So I just clicked on it. Get ready, man. <laughs> you got a great awakening coming. <laughs> Things you fixing to have to deal with. And when it hit, this big screen come up. All kind of flashing lights. Heard the the thunderous type music in the background, you know, rolling just. And all of a sudden, here come this deep voice. The gateway of life is now opening. That will take you to the celestial porter, portal, so you can receive your visitation from God. My prophetess. Whatever her name was. Almost fell out of the chair laughing. I absolutely before the Lord was in the office and I started and Lisa was over. She said, what are you laughing at? I said, come over here and I'll show you. How can anybody that claims to have the Holy Ghost fall for any such junk. You know why? Because the flesh. Flesh loves that. Y'all listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. Listen to me. These people run around here calling themselves prophets and prophetesses. That all they do is run around and, yea, the Lord would say unto thee, my child. That's not the ministry of a prophet or a prophetess. That is more the ministry of an evangelist or a pastor because that's not prophecy. That's the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. 
It said just tore up y'all singing prophetess. I thought that'd bring back some fond memories for some of y'all. Well, this one online was about as good. Was you there? Oh, yeah. Well, this one online was every bit as good. That's why when I hear this stuff, I try to warn y'all. I try to teach you. Am I trying to control you, keep you? I want you to know right from wrong. I want you to know right from wrong. I want you to be able to discern the spirit of truth from the spirit of error. I don't know where I was going now. (laughs) Oh. Somebody that has been given the office of a prophet or a woman that's been given. A woman ain't a prophet. She may be a prophetess. She's not a prophet. The ministry of the prophet is to see the pitfalls that the enemy has laid for the church. The ministry of the prophet is to warn. You hear me? It's to warn what's ahead. It's to warn of the battles. It's to speak of the great visitations. It's to prepare you. You hear me? For what the church is going into. It ain't somebody that has a gift of prophecy or a gift of tongues or a gift of interpretation. Completely different. Completely different. Because most of the time what we call prophecy or personal ministry is the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. It's not prophecy. Prophecy, the Bible says, is for the edifying of the church. Is that what the word says? Brother Matter, you just messed me up. Well, I'm just going to have to take time later and explain to you. I'm warning y'all something's coming. Some fixing to rock this nation. Some fixing to rock it naturally. But there's a seducing spirit fixing to come to the true people of God to turn you aside right before the greatest visitation the world's ever seen. If I'm stepping on your toes, I don't mean to. If I'm getting on your minister, I don't mean to. But you need to know what's right and what's wrong. I've got a little more experience than a lot of you. I mean, there was one out there that had some good teaching. But I called him more of a philosopher or more of a common sense person that could edify But last time I seen them, the Lord spoke to me and said they're drunk on their own pride. They'd had some kind of plastic surgery. They had, looked like their lips curled up on the side. And every time I looked at them, all, I thought, was, that looks like the Joker. <laughs> I'm sorry. But the Lord told me that they was in a, a, a spiritual warfare. That if God didn't help them, they fixed them to have a nervous breakdown and crack up. You can see they're having all kind of plastic surgery, all kind of. And I could feel the warfare in their spirit. I started praying for them. And why a lot of people have got confidence in them. These ministers fall. 
A lot of people go down with them. They go down with them. Don't put your faith and your confidence in no minister. You put your faith and your confidence in God. It's like this young man said last night. You follow that minister, Paul said, you follow me as I follow Christ. If I follow Christ, I preach the word. Am I perfect? No. Am I going to do and say things you're going to get upset over? Yeah, but pray for me. Pray for me. Because I'm doing the best I know how with what God's given me. Well, Brother Matter, every time you get up, you just upset me. Well, you upset me sometimes too. But it don't mean I don't love you and I'm going to quit fighting for you and I'm going to quit praying for you. I'm not. But stop and ask yourself, how's your prayer life? How's your prayer life? Are you armed? Are you ready? If a ministry popped up, if a, if a man or a woman come preaching to somebody you'd never known, never heard of, and you start listening to it and it begin to appeal to you, do you really have what it takes to discern right from wrong? Especially if you saw them do a great miracle. The Bible said there's coming false anointings and false Christ. They'll call fire down from heaven. They'll do great signs and wonders to deceive God's very elect, God's very chosen, if possible. It's possible to get deceived. What's going to stop it? What I have hammered on y'all for so long that y'all get so upset with me about prayer. Praying with the body, praying individually, praying at home. Prayer. Prayer. Y'all with me? We'll have an altar service at the end. You can pray through over hurt feelings I'm not trying to make you mad I'm not trying to finish I'm not trying to drive you away I'm trying to say hey look 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 listen them crossbars are down for a reason y'all hear me these crossbars are down for a reason these lights are going off for a reason y'all hear me you know back when I was little and growing up they had a TV show on we had to Go up to the neighbors a lot of times to watch it because y'all remember that show Lost in Space? Y'all remember the robot? Something would come up. He'd start throwing them arms. He'd start hollering, danger, 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 danger. Warning, danger, danger. Bing, 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 bing. Pay attention what you listen to. Pay attention. That man over there might be a witch doctor. You don't never know what the devil's going to plot to destroy you or deceive you or mess you up. Is he after these people out here in the world? No, he's got them. He's after, is he after these people out here in these churches? There ain't no prayer, ain't no sacrifice, ain't no dedication. No, he got them. Who's he after? Me and you. The ones that are a threat to him. He's after us. Oh, the devil would love to get me. 
wouldn't he love to get? Am I, am I above it? Nobody is. Ain't none of you above messing up. What's going to keep you? Your relationship. Your relationship. Because what is, what is coming is so close to the truth. Y'all hear me? So close. So close. When I first met you, you thought you was there, didn't you? <coughs> Had a rude awakening, didn't you? Almost destroyed you. Look at the church I was raised in. I mean, powerful, power of God. Anointing, anointing ministers. One of the greatest anointed evangelists I ever been around, ever heard of. Now. You been back and visited lately? You know, though, don't you? Messed up. Messed up. But see, the thing is, God brought you out. God brought you out. But the ones that's still in there, just like you were when you in it, thought you had it. Still think they got it. Back then, I was in it. I was raised up in it. Miracles, signs, wonders, anointed preaching, filling the altars. Ain't there now? Ain't there now? Ain't there now? See, when there's a hunger in your heart and you want the truth, God will pull you out. God will pull you out. But when God pulls you out, if you ain't careful, devil's got a trap there for you. Devil's got a trap there for you. I still ain't got these scriptures in Acts, have I? I'm in Acts 20. Y'all there with me? 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not Sparing the flock. The devil's after you children. He's slinking. He's sly. He's cunning. He's deceitful. You ain't going to recognize him as the devil. Verse 30. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Y'all see that in Scripture? That word perverse there right there means morally corrupt. Also of your own selves shall men arise. Right here in the own body of Christ, in the truth, somebody going to stand up with a wrong spirit and they're going to start trying to pull people to them. Speaking perverse things, turn people away from the truth. Oh, man, Brother Metter, I, I love him. He got a great gift in his life. But my God, look what God's doing in Brother Michael. 
Look at that anointing that's falling on Brother Michael. Man, just look what God's doing in him. Man, that power, that anointing. Man, he, he's bringing him right up there with Brother Man. He's bringing him right along. I follow what I'm saying? And Brother Michael knows I'm just using him for an example. Let's see if we don't watch ourselves. Paul said right there, men of your own selves. Men of your own selves. People you love. People you trusted. When Korah stood up against Moses in the wilderness, the Bible said him and 250 princes of Israel, men of renown, men that everybody knew had confidence in, come walking right up to Moses and Aaron and said, you don't have to see God for us. I can hear God for myself. Yes, you can. I want you to. You need to. But you need, still need to follow instruction and sit under leadership. What happened to him? God killed him. All 250 of them. He didn't only kill them. He killed their wives, their kids, every possession they had. The ground opened up under them, swallowed them up, and went down in the earth. Their whole families, everything they had. Y'all listening to me? And the very next day, the children of Israel come to Moses and Aaron. It scared them when it happened. But the very next day, they come to Moses and Aaron. You killed God's anointed. It didn't take that long for that hardness of heart and that deceptive spirit to get back on them just like that. You got to guard yourself, children. Paul said, there's grievous wolves fixing coming among you. There's grievous wolves fixing come on, come in among you. And I've tried for 12 years to get you to pray, get you in a relationship with God, get you to pray with the body, get you to seek the face of God for yourself. I've tried. I've pleaded. I've begged. I've hollered. I've fussed. I've rebuked. But until you see your need of God yourself, until you see you need the body and you need to pray, ain't nothing going to change in you. Because you can't see what I see. You can't hear what I hear. You can't feel what I feel. If I stood here and told you my heart was breaking because I knew some of you ain't going to listen to what I'm saying. If I stood here and told you I was preaching when my heart broke, the devil's fixing to get some of you because you won't listen. You still wouldn't believe me. You still wouldn't believe me. Sister Kathy didn't know what I was going to preach today. She had no idea. I ain't told nobody what I was going to preach today. Talked a little bit of scripture with my wife this morning as God was dealing with me, showing her what God was showing me, how these ministers come up. You look back, how many ministers of the olden time you read about their life, that somewhere in their life, the majority of them shipwrecked. How many ministers, Brother Michael, have you studied? You've read books and books and books and books on ministers. There's been so many of them, they've shipwrecked. They've got off track. They've aired. Have they not? Only a few stayed on course. Almost too many to count got off course. Amy McPherson.